There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. What is the thing that you did that you hated when you did it, but you're so glad you did? 651-641-1071. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at mytalk1071.com. Everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer will be back on Monday. Holly and I are here with you. Yes. And Holly, uh, you asked this question this morning during our prep time, and I thought, what a great question. Yeah. Yeah, well, got to thinking about it. So here is my line of logic asking the question is that we were talking about Ashley Simpson in the last mm-hmm. segment. And we were talking about that thing that her performance on Saturday Night Live 2004. The rabbit hole got me thinking about the time that I actually listened to a sound check of Ashley Simpson in the Mall of America performing. Mm-hmm. I used to work at the Mall of America when I was in college. And so late at night when I would get done with my shift, walking to my car, I was like, oh, what's this music? And it was like, oh, it's Ashley Simpson. She's getting ready to perform in the rotunda. Cool, right? Then I thought about college. Mm-hmm. And then for some reason I thought about like, oh, I don't, I remember like not like living in the dorms at all, not liking that experience. Mm-hmm. I, I had a good roommate, so that wasn't the issue. It was just the overall expectation of having to be around hundreds of other people mm-hmm. when I just wanted to be alone. Mm-hmm. I hated it so much. But at the end of the day, I was really glad I did it for a year. Yeah. Because then I learned that I'm a hermit. <laughs> and I, you know, if it was just me and my roommate in college, that would have been totally fine. Yeah. If we just had our own place, then I wouldn't have that experience. But yeah. I just remember going to the cafeteria and being miserable and then being like, you, oh God, we have to watch TV together out in the common space. Oh, leave me alone. <laughs> but I'm glad I did it. Yeah. So what is the thing that you did that you hated at the time, but you're so glad you did it? 651 641 1071 and Rob, you just barge on in with any callers. Mary's here. Perfect. Mary, what's the thing that you hated when you did it, but you're so glad you did it? Well, I moved from St. Paul, Minnesota to Charleston, South Carolina, which is 1,800 miles. Yep. Oh, wow. With four cats howling <laughs> in the back of my car. Oh, my oh. gosh, Mary, I feel you right now. Oh, my heavens. And my daughter actually in her 20s, actually moved with me or helped me move. And she's like, are the cats going to do this the whole time? And I'm like, oh, please, heavens, I hope not. Mm. But you know what? I've not put socks on now for two years. Oh, my gosh. Oh, you liberate those feet, Mary. But you're, but it was <laughs> tough doing it. It was tough moving. Yep. But you're glad oh, that you was, did it. it. 
It was a miserable, miserable experience. I gave away 80% of what I owned. Mm. So all of a sudden, all I've got clothes missing. I had pots and pans missing. And I'm like, oh, well, obviously I gave those away. But you know what? After three years, I am so happy I don't have to shovel snow. I love that. Yeah. Mary, thank you for your call, Mary. And um, I do love it when she calls and gloats about how warm it is there. Just, I, I, I really actually do. As long as do. you're light with the calls in January, we're <laughs> yeah. fine. Yeah, no, I do love it when Mary calls and she's like, I'm not wearing any socks right now. And I'm like, <laughs> that sounds great. Uh, but it is one of those things. Yeah, Mary had a hard move, but ultimately she... It's all worth it. it. It's all worth it. Right? I mean, honestly, I, I will just say, I think giving birth is one of these things where you're like this is not a fun time but it is worth it it is so worth it it's unbelievable uh six five one six four one one oh seven one what is the thing that you hated when you were doing it but you're really glad you did uh do we have any other callers rob not yet okay um the other thing it's funny that when you brought this up i'm like in the middle of it right now because I do think that eventually I will be glad I did this, but I am taking a Hebrew class right now in seminary and it is not easy and it challenges my brain in a way that I am not excited about. You're opening drawers that you didn't oh, even know that you had. I am having to build <laughs> the bureau to find the drawers. It's It just is hard. It exercises it. But it's a good thing. It's hard. It exercises a different part of your brain. I'm a little fr- I'm like, I'm gonna also have to take Greek and I understand it's equally difficult. So um, I'm sort of like buckling in for the fact that this isn't the only stretch I'm gonna have to make. Yeah. Well, but, that, that is that thing, and it's like, ooh, all of these, I think what all of these situations have in common is that it's asking you to stretch yeah. in really uncomfortable ways. Right. And that, like, you're you're learning a completely new language, and you're using part of your brain that you're like, oh, I didn't even know this existed. What's going on? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, for me, living in a dorm was like, ooh, I, look, I had a sibling. Yeah. But you're all up in my space and then having to make the compromise of wow, watching American Idol in the common room. Do we have to? And then ultimately being like, well, great, I may, I did that, but now I can make more informed choices based off of that experience. And you do totally grow and learn from, from that experience of, of living in a dorm situation. I did just tell my kids last night. I said, do you know why we're trying to teach you to be productive adults? And they were like, why? I said, well, because someday you're going to live with people that aren't your family. And that's when the rubber is going to meet the road on some of your habits. So let's like work on it now so that we have a positive experience. Jennifer's on the phone. Hi, Jennifer. Jennifer, what is something that you hated to do when you were doing it, but you're so glad you did it? So this is going to sound very first world problems. Um, but I'm so glad I traveled with my husband, especially to Iceland for my 50th birthday, because we took an airline that's now bankrupt. It was horrible. We had to basically do crazy things together. And so now we're quarantining much better because of our experiences of traveling in Iceland. Oh, that's really cool. Did it make you guys closer and give you resolve that if you got through that tough trip that you could do anything? Absolutely. Yes. He got food poisoning. I wasn't well for a couple of days. Jet lag, snow. They don't clear their sidewalks because they don't. Um, But yes, it made us very much stronger. And 
uh, we can quarantine well now. I love that. Thank you for your call. Six five. Well, that was really sweet. We love you too. Six five one six four one one zero seven one. What's one thing that you did that you hated when you were doing it, but you're really glad you did it? Hello, Lynn. Hi, Lynn. Hi, Lynn. What is that thing you hated when you were doing it, but you're really glad you did? Okay. Well, I don't remember when it was actually happening, but I had gastric bypass surgery in January of two thousand and six. Mm. And when I woke up, I thought, "What the heck did I just do to myself?" Yeah, oh. it was so painful it, it was it hurt so bad and i just thought i can't believe i did this even though i worked and prepped and really wanted it and i couldn't and you know, you're supposed to walk and i'm like i'm gonna walk to hospital halls and i walked like four steps and had to go back to bed but every day after that i felt better and it's been 15 years in january and i've kept all the weight off and i never regretted it but at the time i thought oh what did i do oh isn't that the thing yes. thank you for your call lynn thanks lynn and you get one of these Congratulations. That is the thing about, you know, there are times in your life when you you wish you could speak to future you mm-hmm. and future you would say this is the greatest thing you've ever done and you don't realize it yet. That's an exercise I do all the time when I'm when I'm in the in the in the crap mm-hmm. or whenever you're just like, oh, oh, this is not comfortable. Like, all right. 30 years from now, you, because I want to be ambitious, mm-hmm. are you going to be able to look back at this experience and say, okay, this really stunk, it was hard, it was awkward, but it was worth it? Yeah. I have pep tops like that all the time. Oh, yeah. Myself. I, like, I mean, oh, I, have the, I have those on little, like, tiny things, right? <laughs> like, I just had one today where I was like, okay, here's the thing. You want to be online shopping for a new kitchen table. That is the fun thing you want to do. However, what you have to do is get your Hebrew homework done. And so let's talk to tomorrow you who's going to be so glad you got that homework done so that you can like relax and enjoy the day. Not going to go jump right at that table. Not, not going to it. Not going <laughs> to Hello, Krista. Are you there? Yes, I am. Hi, Krista. What is the thing that you hated while you were doing it, but you're so glad you did it? Okay. I did the warrior dash, and I am not a marathon runner. I did it with my sister. It was exhausting. It was shocking. Yeah, literally. <laughs> you're running through mud, and you're climbing over things, and you're like, why am I doing this? I'm going to throw up. And at the end of it, I had a torn meniscus, and I had to have surgery. But you know what? I was super happy I did it. Yes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It. And you're a total badass. Thank you yes. for your call. That just... <laughs> That just made me think one of the, well, I did it I did it twice, and the second time was more triumphant than the first, but Ragnar, I did not love it when I was doing it. Um, and that's the long distance relay race Yep, it's race a 200-mile race with like 12 people, six in each van, and you relay and you run three different legs in the space of 36 hours, and you Ugh. don't sleep, and, it, and you don't shower, and it's just, it's really gross. But I'm so glad I did it because it is something I can be really proud of. Um, and maybe it was a it was a challenge that I put in front of myself that I, I wasn't sure if I could do. And I did. So we're doing it. We're doing it. All right. Yeah. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, our friend Paul McGuire Grimes from Paul's trip to the movies joins us to tell us what we should be watching this weekend after this on My Talk 1071. Well, each and every Friday, we like to check in with our friend Paul McGuire Grimes from Paul's trip to the movies on the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071. 
Streaming live at mytalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom. Bradley Trainer will be back with us on Monday. Holly and I are here with you. Hi. And Paul McGuire Grimes from Paul's Trip to the Movies is with us to tell us what's uh, going on on uh, the TV and in theaters. Hello. Hello. It is so great to be here today. It's good to have you here. So let's get started with something that people can see if they're brave and uh, interested in going to theaters. Yeah, it's a new family comedy called The War with Grandpa. And it stars Robert De Niro. Um, at, you know, he's at that point of life where maybe he should be living by himself more anymore. So his daughter, Uma Thurman, basically forces him to move in with her family. And his grandson, Peter, is not too happy about that because now Peter's forced out of his room in the attic and sets up an all-out war with his grandpa. Okay, this sounds like a story that is a tale as old as time. Is this just I a... Mean, <laughs> oh, I was going to ask, is this is this any relation to... The other Robert De Niro movie, Bad Grandpa. <laughs> I would say, <laughs> you know, very different ratings. I think that had a good R rating. This is more of a PG. <laughs> okay, good, because I was like, well, is this just the he- sequel to Bad Grandpa? It's Yeah, definitely not. This isn't a new trilogy or a, a cinematic grandpa universe, not any of that. It's actually based on a children's book by Robert Campbell Smith from 1984, finally getting the big screen treatment. So it's De Niro, Uma Thurman, Rob Riggle, Cheech Marin, Jane Seymour, Christopher Walken. So you have all of these legends that have been working together in this, you know, family comedy. And it really is kind of a Home Alone style house prank Grandpa to grandson, grandson to grandpa, who can outwit the other one with booby traps and whatnot. Okay, it's a cute concept, um, and, yeah. the, and the and the um, the cast is amazing, right? And I think it's fun. You know, it's ninety minutes, so you're in for an easy time. So don't go in expecting the deer hunter or the Irishman or taxi driver or even meet the parents. It's really not at that level of like De Niro, prime De Niro, if you will. But I think that kids will definitely love it. Like, Colleen, if you took your kids, I think that they would love it. They would love the pranks. They would love seeing the adults, you know, getting a snake thrown at them or, you know, whatever it is, a kid falling out of a bed. You know, so it's stuff like that that kids will latch on to. And then they play up the, you know, senior comedy with De Niro not knowing how to use a self-checkout or him using a drone and get some trouble for using a drone. So there's a little bit of, you know, humor for both ends of the spectrum, if you will. So it's not a perfect movie. It's not bright, but it's it's fun and it is funny. Okay, so and how many ticket stubs? And then let's talk about uh, your interviews as well. Yes. So this is three out of five ticket stops, and I did get to interview this cast. So this was my first time interviewing Robert De Niro, Jane Seymour, Cheech Marin, and then the kids in the movie as well, and Rob Riggle. And you can see those interviews on my YouTube channel, Paul's Trip to the Movies on YouTube, or they will be on Twin Cities Live today. And Robert De Niro, I was more nervous interviewing him than I've been interviewing people in a while. And he was so... I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game. And you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Nice. So appreciative of my comments. 
Um, because I just basically told him, like, you are one of the reasons why I love going to the movies. Your acting is how I think about acting and what acting should be. And Holly, you all love this. I interviewed him on the 30th anniversary of Goodfellas. Oh, yes. What a perfect, what perfect timing. <laughs> I know. Like, it just felt so, it was great. And the interviews were fun. I talked to Jane about being a Bond girl. And Rob Riggle was super nice and friendly, too. So, yeah, definitely check those out. It, it was a real treat. That is so fun. You can find those on uh, Paul's uh, YouTube channel, Paul's Trip to the Movies. And also, like you said, they'll be on Twin Cities Live today. Okay, so let's actually talk about the real actual thing that I'll be starting <laughs> as soon as humanly possible. Uh, the, haunting, right the haunting of Bly Manor. I'm so excited. Yes, this is the follow-up to The Haunting of Hill House that came out in 2018. You and I were both, I don't know, Holly, if you saw it, but I know, Colleen, you and I were both obsessed with The Haunting of Hill House. No, I haven't seen it. Oh, so good. Okay, you need to rectify that. (laughs) (laughs) Is this a direct sequel to The Haunting of Hill House? it's completely different. It's, It's an anthology series. We've got some of the cast members from Hill House, and now, if that was based on Shirley Jackson's story, now the creator, Mike Flanagan, is turning to Henry James and the turn of the screw and kind of giving that an updated, relevant voice for this era. And it really is this ghost story set in 1987 about an au pair in London that is hired to watch over two orphaned kids. Um, we've got Henry Thomas in it, Victoria Pedretti, Oliver Jackson Cohen, who were in the original Kate Siegel. So you'll definitely recognize some familiar faces, but it's um, haunting. It's scary it has jump scares of course but it feels different than hill house and it's a different story and it plays out differently in its execution um but i think you will be gripped it ends with you know some sudden turns some character reveals and i like that about each episode each episode kind of peels back the layers of certain characters and you're like this story is getting deeper and deeper and you see how trauma and relationships, ghosts of certain relationships affect us over the years. How do we think about those? And how are we haunted by past relationships? Okay, so this mm. is one of the things. Um, so first of all, uh, that it sounds like there's a little bit of a, I don't want to say payoff, but um, yeah, maybe a little bit of a payoff in every episode. Um, yeah. And that was the thing that was not, I don't want to say hard. It was the haunting of Hill House was... I almost want to go back and watch it again because there were some parts of it that were just like an actual masterpiece. Um, oh, completely. It's, it is so good. Um, oh, now I forgot I what I was going to say. it's one of the best Netflix series today. And, and if you're you, looking at all of Netflix content, I think that Hill House is one of the best things they've ever created. Okay, really? so that was my... I, I yeah. don't disagree with you. But my second question was, does this, does this sort of second season, this uh, second season of this anthology does it measure up to the first one i think it measures up i i still prefer hill house i think hill house is better but i think it still works and i think it's still good and i think that you will still be gripped um just know that it's going to be different you know i see definite influence of the shining and how that it's there's some long and slow dissolves if we're going to get really technical Mm -hmm. there's some wide you know like it feels like that the kids are creepy you know there's this gothic mansion element to it you know so it's being told you know by a fire so you've got voiceovers that's telling someone telling this ghost story there's relationships that will break your heart and the series performs that will break your heart you know so i like that about it because they still latch onto a story and characters versus just easy jump scares mm, now so good will i be able to watch since i haven't watched the haunting of hill house if you haven't watched that first series yeah. would you be able to jump right in and oh. watch this series independent of the first one 
Completely. Yes, definitely. And maybe if you hadn't seen Hell House, maybe you'll like Bly Manor better. Because if you go into Bly Manor thinking of Hell House, you then may think, oh, it's not as good as Hell House or Hill House did this better. Yeah. If you just go into Bly Manor fresh, you may actually enjoy it more. How many ticket subs for haunting a Bly Manor? Four and a half out of five for Bly Manor. And I got to interview this cast as well. Henry Thomas, who we know as Elliot from E.T., is in it. And I got to talk to him as well as the rest of the cast. Oh, and I so showed cool. him the E.T. face mask that Alexis Thompson made me. Oh, my so gosh. That was a really so, good oh, the face mask, the, the protective face mask. I thought you meant an old Halloween face mask from the 1980s, no, 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 a plastic no, E.T. Like, it's like, no, wow, no, like, Paul, that's great. <laughs> Pulled out those old props. No, like an actual, like Alexis made me a face mask. That's oh, an ET pattern that I, I wear, it. you know, to stay safe. And I showed it to Henry and the other, and all of our Victoria, because it was three of them paired together, and they just got a kick out of it. I love it. Well, Paul McGuire Grimes, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, Thanks for having Paul. me. Paul McGuire Grimes will be on, Paul, on uh, Twin Cities Live today. You can find him online at Paul's Trip to the Movies, all the social media. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, dumb people doing dumb things, crazy stupid idiots after this on my talk one got some dumb people doing dumb things on the colleen and bradley show my talk 1071 streaming live at my talk 1071.com everything entertainment i'm colleen lindstrom bradley trainers on vacation he'll be back on monday holly roberts and i are here with you hi and we have come to deliver you the crazy stupid idiots well then i guess one could say that's a crazy stupid idiot colleen and bradley present CSI. It stands for crazy, stupid idiots. Oh, yes, indeed. It sure does. They're to your right, they're to your left. And hopefully, when you are looking in the mirror, you're not looking one in the eye. And we often find them in the state of Florida. Florida. Sometimes some other places like Tennessee. 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 That's where we're going first. So we're going to meet a 30. Nope. I'm actually, I'm, I lied. We're not going to Tennessee first. We're going there last. Right now we're going to go to Iowa. Yay. Down neighbors. South, our neighbors down south there. Uh, okay. So I want to introduce you to a 70 year old guy named Peter DeJager from Hull, Iowa. And back in August, he um, was charged with two misdemeanor counts of theft and trespassing for stealing some political signs i will not tell you what party but he was taking signs out of yards because there was somebody he wasn't excited about rude rude um but that's not what makes him a crazy stupid idiot what makes him a crazy stupid idiot is what he did next so you know committed a crime got charged with two misdemeanor counts of theft and trespassing but what happened was his town newspaper, the Dickinson County News, had a small blurb about his crime and its police blotter on September 2nd. Oh, small town police blotters. Oof, man. Yeah, source of entertainment. And you know how that goes. You don't want to be in that police blotter by name. No way, no how. Well, too late he was. Well, and, that Peter there. And he knew he didn't want his neighbors reading about him. And so you know what he did? Um, He... Burnt down the place that published the newspapers. No, it was too late. They'd already gone to the stores. Instead, he went to different stores in the area and stole every copy of the newspaper. Oh, honey. Oh, bless his heart. He would clear out the vending boxes. He took them off news racks. He did whatever he could do to get those newspapers out of circulation so nobody could read his name in the police blotter. It's called the Internet, Peter. They're going to find out. They're going to find out, honey. Also, like, it's in the police blotter. I mean, 
It exists outside of the newspaper is what you're saying. Yeah, and also, like, there's a lot of other news in the newspaper. You're really pretty sure that everybody's going to be zeroing in on your name, right, Mr. DeJager? Mr. DeJager, just, yeah, it's not that big of a deal. So you got salty and and you saw a sign for a candidate that you didn't like and you decided to take the signs. Big deal. Low stakes thing that you did. Can we talk about the fallout from this? Well, was there was it like an old school like town war where half <laughs> no. the side had pitchforks and the other side had torches and then they busted out into song and they resolved their issues? I like where your brain is, but no. Okay. So this is let's just let's think this all the way through. Mr. DeJager got hit with some uh misdemeanor theft charges. Uh-huh. He didn't want anybody to know about it. So he stole a bunch of papers that had that in the police blotter. And now he's being spoken about in national news. Oh, yeah, I see. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. think things all the way through. Also, there's going to be some charges from his newspaper theft as well. Good job, Peter. Congratulations. Not very smart. We're talking about you in Minneapolis and therefore, people around the world are listening to you now. Mm-hmm. So way to so go. there you go. Yeah. Um, I wish that people were listening to us, Colleen, because my crazy, stupid idiot proves that people are not listening to this segment and they are not heeding the advice that we have to give to them. Because this is something that we talked about, oh, maybe two or three months ago, and it's happening again. And it's happening again in Florida. Mm. We are going to a Florida And we are going to meet a man who goes by the name Diamond Blue Smith. Diamond Blue Smith is actually kind of famous. So he's a member of a group called Pretty Ricky. He's also been featured on the show Love and Hip Hop Miami. Oh, wow. Right. So he's kind of a big darn deal. He didn't listen to the Colleen and Bradley show. Oh, well, see, that was his first mistake. That was his first mistake. I mean, his second mistake is that he decided... To rip off the Paycheck Protection Program. You know the program that was set up by the government uh-huh. because we're going through some times uh-huh. and people needed relief in order to pay their employees? Uh-huh. Well, his company falsified documents for a PPP loan. Oh, man. He got about half a million dollars. Oh, my gosh. Through this PPP loan. Oh, my gosh. I swear. Okay, this we did have like an identical story to this. Well, but wait. There's more. So... He secured a couple a couple of PPP loans. He also did that through his one company, throwbackjersey.com. And then he was also able to secure another PPP loan of $700,000 through another company called Blue Star Records. Now, you've secured and you've scammed over a million dollars. Now, mm-hmm. I now what would you do if you had a million dollars? Think of the Bare Naked Lady song. Yeah. Well, I mean, if I'm like being smart about it and I had a million dollars that I got through, you know, not strictly up and up methods, I'd probably lay low. You would, wouldn't you? But not if I was a crazy, stupid idiot. No, he Mm-mm. bought a Ferrari. Yeah, that's what a crazy, yeah. stupid idiot does. Yeah, Diamond Blue Smith bought a Ferrari. He also decided to use the loans. By the way, the Ferrari worth $96,000. Okay, no. Went on a Versace shopping spree, then spent $27,000 at the Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino, also in Florida. 
And as a result, Mr. Diamond Blue Smith was arrested by the FBI. Yeah. Yeah. You cannot get... No, no, people. No. I'm, I'm throwing it back to some pop culture knowledge. Paul McGuire Grimes mentioned this movie in the last segment. Mm-hmm. The movie's called Goodfellas. In the movie, based off a true story, the guys in Goodfellas steal a bunch of money in what is called the Latanza heist. Now, Jimmy Conway, played by Robert De Niro, warns all the guys, once we pull off the heist, you gotta lay low. Mm-hmm. What do the guys do? They don't lay low. They don't lay low. One of the guys buys his lady a mink, a pink Cadillac, all sorts of other stuff. And you know what happened to those guys? They got caught. Well, not good. Well, not only did they get caught, but they got not murdered. Good. Thank you. Not good <laughs> things happened to them. The guy ended up in a literal meat locker. Not saying that you're going to end up that way, but the Just, lesson you got to lay low. The lesson of the story lay is low. lay low. If you're going to be stealing a lot of money like this, just stay in your Honda for a while. Stay in your your delightful car that gets you around or whatever and your clothes and, and keep just keep low. Keep, keep low. a low pro, as I like to say. Is that what you like to say? Uh, I try to keep a low pro. No, it's like I'd a low try profile. saying that to your kids. No, I'd like you to see their oh, faces. Trust just... me. Don't don't even get me started. Remember last week <gasps> when I told the story? Actually, it was this week about the glizzy. Okay. Oh. Ooh. Anyways, yeah. no. so he's been charged uh, in his role in this scheme, and just you know, one don't steal. We two lay low. Keep yeah. a low pro. Thank you. Oh. Now we're going to Tennessee. Yay! Now we're going to Tennessee and we're meeting 34-year-old Danny Frazier from Knoxville. So on Monday, he got busted for doing some serious damage, $30,000 worth of damage to be exact, to a location. And it is the location and the reason why he said he did it that has rendered him crazy, stupid idiot uh, status. 34-year-old Danny Frazier from Knoxville, Tennessee, did $30,000 of damage to a cemetery. Oh, come on. Including breaking (laughs) some headstones and digging equipment. So he was using digging equipment. He broke it. He was digging in a cemetery? Oh, yeah. For a very, to him, I think, very good reason. Oh, no. Oh, no. It was the cemetery where his grandmother was buried. Okay. And uh, when asked, sir, why were you vandalizing the cemetery and trying to dig? And why did you do all this damage? He explained that his grandmother was buried there and he was trying to resurrect her. Ah! (laughs) 34-year-old Danny Frazier. Don't do no. There's it just doesn't work like that. No, I will say I took a gander at his mugshot, and it doesn't appear that he wasn't taking some mood altering substances. Oh, so he was sober when he was digging up no, grandma and trying to resurrect I said her from the it dead. Doesn't appear that he wasn't, which is a double negative. Oh, which means he I think totally he was high was. as a kite. Whee! Yeah, I think that there was some other substances at play that made him think this might be an okay idea he has been charged with vandalism and criminal trespassing and for the record should you be curious his grandmother is still deceased did she well 
feel like it's I even mean, rude she, to ask what? if she passed away recently. Oh, I don't know. Or if this was a thing like she died 20 years ago. I or... don't know. That's a good question. I have no idea. And listen, I know, and you don't have to at me because I know uh, <laughs> that this is ter- like awful. And I feel I do feel bad for all the other family members of the people around him. But come on. Because it's trash. You don't do that. You don't do that. We don't do that. Don't do drugs, kids. Don't do drugs. Just say no. Listen to McGruff, the crime dog. Thank you, Nancy Reagan. Yes. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, as much as I would like to do anything but this, we're going to resurrect yesterday's game. Apparently, people enjoyed listening to me be trash at a game called Hit the Post. Well, I think they more enjoyed listening to Rob be, be awesome. successful at it. I, so let's just make Rob do it. No. Well, no, 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 not going to. Not going to. So we're going to play the same game we played yesterday. We'll explain it again. It's a game called Hit the Post when we come back on My Talk 107.1. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer.